0: As we grew up through our childhood and entered our teen years, many of us encountered a burning question in our minds and we didn't really understand how to answer this question. This burning question was, why am I here? What is my purpose? What is my calling? What am I meant to do? What am I meant to accomplish? What does the future hold? But foremost, why am I here? And that question is a powerful question that we would like to hopefully answer in this video.
1: You see, the reason that people are here, the reason you're here, the reason I'm here is the reason that drives us to make changes in our lives so that we can run better after what we were made to be versus before we had the understanding of who we are and where we're going. If you have the perception of you being someone who you're actually not, you being born this or that way for this or that purpose, and that's actually not a true purpose, you will live for something you were never born to become. Hey guys, my name is Petey and this is Christina. And in this video, we'd like to talk about calling and also how this all revolves around evangelism or spreading the gospel. Because if we look at Jesus, if we look at the walk of Yeshua and how he walked out his life and how he more specifically approached um, people, right, strangers and how he witnessed to them, I think we can learn a lot. See, Yeshua didn't spend more time pointing out the trash and people and telling them who they are not versus actually telling them who they are. You see, for example, when he went to on the streets and he met someone who's a drunkard, a prostitute or, you know, the women at the well who have many husbands, the very first thing he did was come and approach her and love and witness to her and love come to her and say, I have something for you that if you drink of this thing. You will never go thirsty again. You will be satisfied. You will be fulfilled. You will walk in what you were made and born to be. And only after showing her his love, his care, and um, the fact that, you know, he, she was actually so shocked because she was a Samaritan woman and the Jews did not talk to Samaritans the way that Yeshua was talking to her. And on top of that, she was even a woman as well, mm. a female. And back then it was a big deal where men would even not even more so not talk to female Samaritans. Mm. And with all this, he is basically saying, I see you. I have a love for you, I care for you. But I, then now I want you to see something that you do have sin, that you do need to repent, that I desire for you to be free. Right. You see that pattern. He didn't run up to people and the very first thing out of his mouth was repent, you've got this sin, you've got that sin, you're dirty, you're you're gonna go to hell. You know, like we see the people with the banners in the streets, you're all gonna go to hell. And that's just not how he did it. He went and love and demonstrated love. He healed the blind man. He healed the leper. He healed these people of their infirmities first, and then he told them now go and sin no more. And so see, here's what it comes down to is he is first showing them love and giving them an understanding of who they actually are who they were actually made to be born to be. And after that revelation has been given to them, only then does he tell them who they are not what they have been doing, which is not who they are. Because here's the thing, brothers and sisters, if you are born and you have an you're absolutely convinced that this and this and this is who I am, you will start walking and living in line of that identity. That is what Satan tried to do with Adam and Eve. It was the very first lie ever that actually caused sin to come in. The lie was that you are not really made in the image of God. But if you do this, this evil, sinful thing, you will become who you were made to be. But that is the lie because God made them to be something. And if you're obedient to God, you will walk out what you were made to be. So we need to be careful. To not walk and from and listen to Satan's voice, because if we think we're someone who we're not, our actions will be sin. But if we know who we are, a child of God, our actions will be obedience to him.
0: And in that, when we know who we are, when we know our identity in Him, we know our identity in Yeshua who saved us from the bondage and destruction that sin brings in our lives. Then we can walk in greater freedom and greater joy, not just happiness that the world brings. Because you can find happiness in anything, in any addiction, but that happiness is of the world and it will bring destruction and pain and sorrow. But the joy that the Lord brings, that Yeshua brings, the Holy Spirit brings into your life is never ending. Even when things get hard, even when you experience trials, that joy is still there. And that is what you experience when you realize your identity in Him.
1: And that is what it truly means. To drink of him. That is what it means when Yeshua is at that well with that Samaritan woman and says, Drink of me. He is saying, If you drink of me, you will see you are made in the image of God because Yeshua was the visible image of the invisible God. And he says, If you drink of me, you will also understand who you are, that you're made in God's image too. And then you will start walking in that identity that is free from sin. You see, if you are convinced, I am an alcoholic. Because my mom, my dad was an alcoholic or I am addicted to pornography Mm -hmm. because that is who I am or whatever. Insert the sin here. If that is who you are in your mind, you will walk in a way that is in that image. You will walk out that sin because that is who you are. But if you understood, no, I am. That is not who I am. I am a son of the living God. And then you will start walking from that sonship identity instead. Imagine a king. All right, there's a king in the world and this king does not know who he is. He walks through the streets and that means that everyone else is going to treat him as if he doesn't know who he is. They're going to treat him just like another man, just like a peasant, just like anything else. And they're going to take advantage, etc. But if that king simply had a shift of mind to understand, oh, I, I am a king. My I'm a king because my daddy is a king. I am a prince and now therefore I will walk in my authority and I will walk in in a place that that is in responsibility and understanding the responsibility that I have and I will walk as if I understand who I am. Right.
0: One example of this is when PD and I were ministering um, at a conference and during the conference we went out onto the streets with a group of people. And we went to pray over those we met on the streets, those who were homeless, there were a lot of homeless people in this area of town. And I went with a lady and her little child, it was, they were so precious. But as we went out and we met people, and we would go up to the people that the Father guided us to go to, we met this homeless woman, and there were her two friends that were with her. And when we first went up to her, you know, we introduced ourselves, she had a cigarette in her hand, she was smoking. When we first went up to her, introduced ourselves, we just asked her, Hey, you know, we're going around and we're praying for people. Can we pray for you? You know, the first thing she does is quickly throws away her cigarette and she's like, Well, uh, <laughs> sure, you can pray. But she was kind of skeptical. And you could see that the door wasn't fully open, but she was, she was okay with us praying for her. But as we spoke to her and asked, How can we pray for you today? And we just had a conversation with her and we prayed over the things that she mentioned and after we prayed, we continued to talk with her and minister with her and encourage her and the things that she shared that was going on in her life, things that she's experienced. We showed something to her that she later told us she had never experienced before from a Christian. She said she had seen Christians that have come around condemning her, calling out her sin, calling out her evil, but never ever showing love. And she literally told me, I've never met a Christian like you. And that's sad. But I believe that what we show, we show the love of Yeshua. We didn't call her out saying, how dare you smoke that cigarette? You're going to hell or that addiction is going to bring destruction to your life. We first showed the love of how can I pray for you? How can I encourage you? And when we showed that love of Yeshua, that, that we cared for her, that's when the door opened wide. And she shared her entire life with us. She, we prayed for her three times, different times throughout the conversation because she was so open towards it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the love of Yeshua that was able to be poured out onto that woman as well as her friends there.
1: You see, if when we show that love to these people, like with this lady, when she was struck with the love of God with through Christina and her friend, Mm -hmm. this lady, what is going to run through her mind is, I don't have the love that you have, that you guys Mm -hmm. have. I have never met anyone like you. Mm -hmm. And then the next question naturally is going to be how, what is your secret? How do you get what you get? And of course, then the response would be, this is Yeshua and you are made in his image and you are made to actually imitate this love to others Mm -hmm. too like a mirror to give it to them too
0: right and even as we were speaking with this woman the very first thing we said was like i said we prayed for her we spoke words of encouragement words of life and because we began that way we were able to later in conversation bring up things even she mentioned things that she knew were wrong that she had done that were wrong in her life and we were able to speak to that and speak the words of yeshua simply Repenting, right. turning from those sins and doing them no more and choosing rather to walk like Jesus walked in these areas specifically that we were able to minister to about.
1: Because that's the thing is that love brings conviction. We, don't, we sometimes don't even need to open our mouths. Like in this case, the lady was the one who in, in herself, she came forward to admit, mm-hmm. I have this and this and this. Because when the love of God is present and striking someone, that brings to light all the things that are in opposition to love which is sin. And so we're not here saying that there's not a place ever to talk about, to talk, tell people there's, you need to repent or to... No. no, we are all for that. And it is ne- a necessary part of sharing the gospel, Absolutely. of course. But the big thing is, is, if that is the forefront and the only thing that ever comes out of your mouth and you do it without love, mm-hmm. you need to rather go home and keep quiet. Because if you go and try and show someone that they need to follow this or that thing or pray a prayer or be, get salvation or get Yeshua but you do so without love mm. you're a clanging symbol and whatever you do means nothing and will obviously it will actually bring more damage to the gospel than good you mm. must go to someone with an incredible love in your heart for their brokenness even if they are enemies of God at that point even if they are against God in their actions or in their thoughts mm. you need to go like Yeshua did to Everyone and on the way to the cross, he had the whole world's sins on him and on his mind. And he still went to joy. He didn't just die for the believers. He didn't just die for. He didn't just say to God, Father, forgive them. They don't know what to do to the ones who were actually putting him on the cross. But for all the subsequent generations who would inadvertently be putting him on the cross, unknowingly, even through their actions, people like me and you. Because we are all guilty of that. You see, so we have to be loving and prayerful for all men, all people, as written in 1 Timothy. Because that is what Yeshua did, and that was his primary teaching.
0: And when we walk in love, we're walking in our identity in Yeshua as well. Because Yeshua called us to walk as he walked. Yeshua walked and He healed those who were sick. He didn't say... You know, repent of your sins and then I'll take away your blindness. Then I'll heal your crippled leg. Only if you repent first. He healed them and then said, after they witnessed the love of God, to touch them in their brokenness. Now go and sin no more. To the woman caught in adultery, go and sin no more. To the man who was healed, I believe, um, of being lame. The man went off and then spoke to the Pharisees and said, Who healed you? And then he met up with Yeshua in the temple, and he thought, oh, it was Yeshua who healed me. And Yeshua knew what was going on behind the scenes. And he told that man, be careful that you do not sin, lest a worse thing happen to you. But Yeshua first healed that man, and it was up to that man to make the decision after that. So in the midst of that, our identity is to walk in love, to preach the full gospel of Yeshua and what that entails. But also we know that the rest is up to God and that person and their personal choice. So what is our identity then as believers in Yeshua? Like I just said, walking in love. But so often we've gotten that definition of love as this kind of this greasy-gracy, everything is okay, everything is permissible, even sin, because we walk in love. And that's that secular Western definition of love that's not biblical. The love is when you love someone so much that you will be there in their brokenness. You will be there to help them, to to care for them, and to even show them where things are not right in their lives so that they can be corrected, but in love, because you love that person. Not because you want to point it out and point out, like Pete said earlier, pointing out their trash because you love them so much that you're going to just beat them over the head.
1: And sometimes we try and point out people's trash and we say we're doing it in love but really we're just saying that and truly in our hearts we don't love them we're just saying it because we want to prove them wrong you see, if you're all about just trying to prove people wrong and how you're right, mm-hmm. that's a self-righteous place that mm-hmm. you're speaking from instead of a place of love. We need to really order our hearts and ask ourselves, why do we really do what we do? Why do we say what we do? Why do we desire to talk to this person about Yeshua? What is the deepest motives of our hearts? Because if your motive is not absolute heartbreaking love for this mm-hmm. person, then it will come out and that person will realize it.
0: If you're not willing to die for that person, then you're not walking like Yeshua walked, because He died
1: right. for those
0: who crucified Him, those right. who hated Him. And so, like we talked about, it's not just about pointing out the trash, but about pointing out the treasure. And you know, as believers, what is our identity? So often we think, well, once we accept Yeshua as our Messiah, that the next step is just, you know, just getting into heaven. You know, so as we, we we grew up with that idea, getting baptized was our ticket to heaven, or saying the sinner's prayer was our ticket to heaven. And we're good. The ads are our identity. We're Christian, and that's what that means to us. But we want to tell you that's not that's not the full story at all. Why are you here? Why are you here right now? In the family you were placed, in the environment you were placed, in the city, in the state, in the country, in the time you were placed. I will say, for such a time as this, God gave you a calling. He's given you talents and passions and skills for a specific time such as this, to impact the world for his kingdom. That's why you're in this world, not of it, but in this world, to impact the world for his kingdom, to spread the gospel of Yeshua, to be a doorway of his love, and to be a servant like he was a servant. Not the one on the soapbox hitting people over the head. Well, Yeshua flipped over tables so I can call people names and hit people over the head with my Bible too. Yeshua died for the entire world. He gave up his life. He spoke not a word when his beard is ripped out as he was lashed and as he carried that cross for those who hated him and for the sins of the entire world. Are you willing to do the same? Because that is what we are called to do even as believers in Yeshua. We are called to go out and to be that doorway of love, Yeshua's love, to those who are broken, to those who are forgotten, to those who look so dirty we don't even want to have anything to do with him, that look untouchable but that's who we're called to, and that's our calling. And whatever talent God has given you, if it's in music, if it's in accounting, if it's in finance, if it's in media, if whatever that happens to be, cooking, whatever talent God has given you, he has given you that talent, that skill, that interest, that desire for a reason so that you can walk it out because no one else has been given that same talent, skill, passion, and placed in the same place you are in this time in history as you.
1: Exactly. And that walking that out with love for the others is essential because just imagine this, right? People in the wind of this world who don't know God. They grow up thinking that they are this, this, this and that. Things that are very oftentimes in opposition to what they are really, who God really made them to be, and so their sinful lifestyle is fruit of that. You know, and if say that if they don't understand that they're an image of made in the image of God through your love for them, because they can see the image of God on you, then it will. And you just go and you just tell them how wrong they are. It would be like going up to someone and telling them, I don't like your nose. You need to get a new nose. I don't like your ears. Get new ears. I don't like the way your face looks. Get a new one. You know, because in their minds, this is who they are. This is a part of them. This is how they were born. This was given to them and at birth, even if it is sin, even if it is not truly who they are. And so rather show them what you are, show them what God has made you, what you're made in the image of God and you when they see you understanding where you're going, who you are and you have that perspective, then they will be like, I want that. Well, how do you know your purpose to such a great degree? Because here's the thing, even though they may think that they know who they are, they know in their hearts that they don't know their true purpose. They know in their heart something is missing. They know there is a hunger and an empty glass that needs to be filled. But they don't know what it is. But if you show them what it is because you have a glass full, Mm -hmm. then they'll want it to. And then they'll understand this nose is not really mine. Or these ears, they're not really mine. This is actually a mask that I have put on. This is actually something the enemy has given me, which is not really who I am. Let me take it off so I can shine who I really am.
0: So, like we asked in the beginning of this video, the question, that burning question of why are we here? What is our purpose? What is my purpose? I think so many of us, at some point in our lives, have also come across that the feeling of rejection, a spirit of rejection, and that we feel worthless. We're not good enough. We might know the calling, or the the skills that God has given us. We might know these things. We might even know our identity in Him. But we have allowed the enemy's lies to come in and to tell us something that we're not, like we spoke about, to have us believe something that we're not. Our identity is in Him. And like we talked about, when we know who we are, and we really know who we are, and we tell the enemy to get out, be gone, be quiet, Stop listening to his lies. We will be able to experience that joy and that freedom because you are not worthless. You are beloved. You are chosen. You have been given passions, interests, talents, skills for a reason because God created you for a purpose. He Mm -hmm. knit you together in your mother's womb for a reason, for such a time as this.
1: In Ephesians 1 verse 4, we read the following. Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him Mm -hmm. in love. He predestined us for adoption to himself as Mm -hmm. sons through Yeshua, the Messiah, according Mm -hmm. to the purpose of his will. And so this means that. Before this world's foundations were laid, he had you in mind. He had your who you are in mind, your callings, and he has predestined you. And he desires for you even today, no matter where you are, where you're at, where you've been to come into that relationship with him, where you will then understand in that place what your callings are, where you're going. And so that that life's calling that life purpose that your life has Will be fulfilled. Just like everything that we as humans make in this world, whether it's a mobile phone or a car or a house, we make things with purpose. No one would ever make something that has no true purpose. That would be something that has no value. But we have value so much that Jesus went and he gave his life. He paid with his life to get us back. That speaks to our value, but not only our value, it speaks to the purpose that we have, because purpose is valuable. Mm-hmm. And so with that, you are called to and set apart to walk blameless before him and in like in the likeness of him mm-hmm. to be a light to the world around you. And so I want to just also add this is if you are a believer and you are mm-hmm. still not sure what your calling and purpose is, that is OK. It is all about coming into covenant with him and then trusting him with that yes. saying, Father, here I am. Send me here. I am. Send yes. I will go to the ends of the earth to do what you call me to do, whatever that is. And then in your patience, he will come and reveal as the time ticks at the right time where you're called to what you're supposed to do. Both me and Christina, we yes. didn't know the things about our callings that we know now, even a year ago. And the year before that, we didn't know what we knew a year before, after that. Like, it's just every year, God is revealing new things. And in the beginning of our walk, we won't be sure yet. But he will give meaning to our lives today, every day, as we live and breathe him and walk him out and desire to walk him out.
0: And also, as you are seeking to know his wealth in your life and what he's called you to do, be active in your waiting. Don't sit back and wait for it to fall in your lap or to have a package delivered. Happy birthday, this is what you're called to do. Be active in your waiting. You know who you are in Yeshua. You're a daughter, you're a son of the king. and He's created you with a purpose. He's created you to have an intimate relationship with him. So get into the word. Have that, that vibrant prayer life and as you get to know his voice the father's voice you'll know when he says turn right turn left go through that door don't go through that door this is the future i've laid out for you this is the path i want you to walk this is the person i want you to marry or not because you know his voice so well
1: so we hope that this video has blessed you guys uh, Lord, we just thank you, Father, for this, Lord, to just go forth right now, Lord. We just pray for callings, and Lord, everyone who's watching this, I thank you, Lord, we just declare they are sons, Lord, as your word says, we are sons of the living God, we are like kings, Lord, we are have identity, Lord, and we thank you, Father, that that identity is the one you gave us, not what the enemy tried to sell us in the garden, and so, Father, Lord, we just proclaim that right now over everyone watching this, Lord, and we thank you for your purpose, your holiness to come and guide us, and so that becomes or we are the name of Yeshua the Messiah. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, we hope that this video has blessed you. If it has, share it, like it, subscribe to this YouTube channel. And yeah, may God bless you and keep you. Shalom.
0: Blessings and shalom.